guys, welcome back to another exciting episode of Beards, Brews, and Bros. I am your host, the Mossa Man, with my other co-host, Mr. Byron Moss. And without further delay, the man who we know as the Grand Fisherman of the group because he's a masturbator, Mr. K-Rob. You see that right there? See that right there? <laughs> I see it. Beat you to it before you can start bullshitting. Good freaking morning, fellas. Kyle, you think at this point in time you should be used to the bullshit? Listen here, you know... But, you know, waking up to a high daddy for my kid can't always cure whatever crap's going to come out of his mouth. I'm just saying, <laughs> I, I've been stewing on that one for a little bit. You know, the one you had last week was absolute dynamite. So yeah, we don't talk about last week. Freaking folks, we're so sorry <laughs> about last week. We had so many technical difficulties. We were not able to actually release last week's episode. But we're back in action this week, and we're going to try to go over obviously what we have going on this week, but we're going to talk a little bit about what we missed last week, the five-week gaming challenge. It was actually K-Rob's turn to administrate the the game that was supposed to take us to task. Yes, but, the, the idea was supposed to, but somebody circumvented the rules. Well, you know what? Results is all that matters at that point in time. Okay. Well, he's not wrong. I Listen, listen. I, I let it go. Byron won't. I mean, I'm sorry. Like, anybody out there that's done any sort of challenge or whatnot, please let me know. Would you have allowed somebody who save states to beat a hard game? Let's let's get the people's comments on that. If you were trying to do a, a run of a game and see who could beat it, would you think, oh, yeah, save states, no problem? Or would you think that's cheap as hell? Well, in my mind, it is the fact that neither one of you guys thought about it. And you oh, know, no, no, no. It was in my mind. But you didn't but, say anything about though, Byron. So you sat over there and kept your mouth shut. It's common sense. No, it it's not. It is freaking common sense. If you're going to do something competitive, you don't cheese shit like that. If, you pitch. Maybe, you know what? As a gamer, you're right. <laughs> and in, in the traditional sense, and I'm, you know, I'm, we're pretty old school that way. I should have clarified further. However,. It is what it is, and he took advantage of my short-sightedness. Fine. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, short-sightedness. Shut up. <laughs> Listen, the game. Uh, I'm sorry, Kyle. It was just so short you couldn't reach the goal. <laughs> no, I got I got a bag of dicks for you to eat. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, the game. Richards. The game was Contra Three: The Alien Wars, and the reason why I did not specify. Any additional details is because this was a game I did not anticipate anybody beating. Because Contra makes a man out of you, and clearly we're not men; we're oversized ma- man babies. And yeah. I didn't think I didn't think anybody would beat the game, so I underestimated Jared, which is not right. Have, I should know better after all these years. And he beats the game. I call him on Wednesday to check how everything's going, and I find out this bastard beat the game. So I don't know how to react. Then we tell Byron about it, and then he gets hot. I am That's, hot. He's still as hot about it. So Wait. let's let's go over the current standings, guys. Looks like Byron's at a one, and I'm at a one. And Kyle, you've got the big old goose egg. You know what? I'm gonna get my I'm gonna get my dub later uh, this evening when the Rams beat the 49ers. But no, you know what? And I'm cool on that. It sucks. So I got to catch up. So since we're talking five-week gaming challenge, it's your turn. Why don't you tell us what you've got cooking for us this week? Well, this week I've been pondering it awful hot and heavy, but you know what? I'm going to do what I even represent today. 
we're going to go ahead and go with Legend of Zelda Link to the Past. And boys, just to break your heart, I briefly called Byron last night in his sleepy state. I was able to complete, and I, I did another run this morning, I was able to complete the first run where you have to go actually rescue Zelda and the first palace. I did it under 11 minutes. That is extremely impressive. Uh, you know, I'll give, I'll give you your, give you your love for that one. You earned it, no doubt. But here's the stipulations to the rules of the game, obviously. So you cannot collect any additional heart pieces, folks. That means you cannot go do extended side quests to boost your health. There is no fairies, not even to just heal standardly on the regular floors. So if you see a fairy that you could obviously recharge you, you can't use it. You have to get hearts exclusively only to refill you up. And the only time you can increase your health is if you beat a boss enemy. Obviously, there's one stipulation of that where you go in at the beginning of the, you know, where you go to the priest after you rescue Zelda. He offers you a heart piece. You ha- you can take that one. That That is the freebie. But other than that, it's going to be no fairies. Hearts only can heal you. And after five game overs, it's automatically disqualification. Five game overs, that's fair. Uh, these are reasonable terms that should be agreed to, Byron. That's fine. I've okay. got my strat- I've got my strategy in place. I already know what I'm doing. Well, let's yeah. just see who can win on that one. Like I said, obviously I was looking up the run times for the world record. It's how hour and fifteen this? minutes. How about this? Like, let's just see. Like Instead of us like trying to like see who beat it first, like that, like you can beat it one day. Let's just do it this way: whoever can has the fastest run time, they win. Mm. Well, then that defeats the purpose of having the fairies or anything like that. You're just obviously getting continues. No, 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 no. It's it's still the fairies still don't matter, but it's who can like you can still get five lives, but it's whoever's got the fastest run time. Like if you die five times, you're still done, but it's. Who, which of us three can actually beat, if they get a chance to beat the game fastest? Well, then at that point, we might as well say whoever can get the farthest into the game, because obviously runtime is going to matter at that point. Yeah. Yeah. You have a whole week, obviously, you can beat this game. Official runtime of the game is like about eight hours if you played it all the way through in its entirety. Yeah. I can tell you this, though. I can literally, so just in my knowledge of the time frame there, it was exactly 11 and some change. And going to the second palace and the third palace is going to be a cakewalk. You can have the first section of this game done in half an hour. Impressive. That, yeah. That's literally with... Now, obviously, there's a couple times you got to figure out how you're going to map where you're going to go, though. you got to have direct route paths, and obviously, you got to understand there's going to be some parts of the side quest that are going to be required of the main quest though yeah obviously in the dark world say for example uh when you have to go to the village whenever the guy's son turns into a fox in the dark world to be able to get the flute yeah it's one of those things to get that item to be able to open up the dungeon in the dark world in another level it's one of those things you have to complete that one side quest to be able to continue the main quest yeah. No, like I said, I've got strat in place. I'm not worried. Only fun part will be, too, as well, trying to collect that 500 rupees to be able to get your flippers to be able to continue the main story as well, too. That's a whole other side quest. It'll be fun. 
Yeah. It'll be interesting, but that's the game I'm putting you guys to task on. Obviously, I've stacked the deck a little bit because, one, it's a game near and dear to my heart. Obviously, mm-hmm. like Byron has done. And also, K-Rob has done. But this is one of those games I really can't be shook on. So I'm really curious to see what these two bring to the table. You'll probably get a lot better effort out of Byron than me, but I'm, I'm, I'm game for anything. Then, of course, obviously, same rules. Two hours per day. Yeah. I mean, can't go wrong with that. But it's all figuring out your timing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and I will that, allow it. If you have a day, if you have something going on, I will allow makeup time as well. Well, how generous. I well, mean, I, obviously. I, if the thing is this, like, we, for you and I have a shot, K-Rob, it's literally going to be, we have to beat it under two hours. Oof. And that's that's because I know Jared, he'll have it beat in about two hours. Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's, it's, it's you and I will have to beat this in under two hours. Yeah, there's no doubt. There's no hope. <laughs> it's, it's like imagine having having a ten hour marathon a, a ten hour marathon against him and Smash or Mario Kart. Exactly. And then that. also, folks, we need to start hearing some words about what we're gonna do to settle this up once we obviously get into the finals and stuff. We still have two more games after this. We need to know. Obviously, one, here's the outcome of it. One, if K-Rob gets the victory of this, then we're going to have to go into the next one. And then, obviously, the, you'll find out who's eliminated and goes on from there. But it's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. We could go into sudden death as well still, though. K-Rob, the pressure's on you this week. Damn it. He's got to make a move. Otherwise, he's e- he's getting the L on this one. Yeah, but I'm going to take out my Metro card and get on the L train. Yeah. It will be painful, but I definitely got to step it up this week, folks. And once again, we know we always want to hear from you, uh, your thoughts on who on honestly out of us three, who's probably the crappiest gamer. And I I, honestly, I'll nominate myself. (laughs) Uh, No joke. Uh, Out of us three, I'm probably the worst. Uh, You've got you got games where you're good, dude. I mean, yeah, they do. You've got me in DeVos still all day long, man. I mean, and then, of course, you're, you're second to none with me playing that lawyer Tekken. First off, it's 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 tactical fighting, sir. Uh, sir, sir, it's lawyer Tekken. That is it, yeah. I, um, but Unless I got that Justin Bieber lookalike that's just like... You know what, I, I hate... Oh, fuck Leo. I hate that character. <laughs> He's so cheap. He's a juggler. Oh, it doesn't make sense, and it's annoying, and that's why it pisses me off when you use him because he looks like uh, he looks like he should be a Dan Habiki from Street Fighter joke character, but he's a complete <laughs> ass kicker. That's what pisses me off. He looks like a sleeper, and it's just like damn spam worthy. Spam. Like, like I hate it here, you know. <laughs> well, guys, we say we dive into the nerd news today, and you know what? For me, I've got some pretty exciting news. I, I, I was not aware that ZZ Top had actually found a replacement for Dusty. Huh. Was not That's, either. So they're going to continue they're, touring. So they're continuing touring. They've actually done a few shows within the past three months. Fault on me for not checking out the interwebs, obviously, and checking for video of this. But Jerry the funny thing is... The webs. I, I did not check the webs. But the funny thing is, their guitar tech, Elwood, is the one who is actually their bass player now. The man has very many accolades. Obviously, he's been the guitar tech for Joe Perry. Joe Perry gave him his first job. Uh, he was also the guitar tech for Joe Satriani. 
He's also been guitar tech for Slash on off. He, he's been many different people's guitar techs. He's a very sought after man. But during the whole quarantine, during COVID, they had made a pact about, you know, when we get back together, you know, we're going to start going on tour. And then he met back up. Guy comes back with a full ZZ Top beard. Obviously, <laughs> we didn't know anything about Dusty's health at that time. But he was an easy slide in there because, one, he already knew the equipment. He already knew the material. It's it's a mind blower. But you guys want to know the weird thing? You know what this guy's actual root genre is of what he prefers to play? What's that? Punk. Nice. Yeah, he has got a very big catalog. And obviously, you know, if you got people like Joe Perry saying, hey, this guy is legit, you, you cannot deny that. Absolutely, though. You, that, that, you talk about getting a rub from somebody. That's dope, man. Well, he gave him his first job, man. That's that's the crazy thing. Like, you know, he's always been in about guitar playing, you know, maintaining equipment. But he was just like, you know what? I was helping out Thero Smith, and then my friend Joe hit me up, and it was just like, you know what? That's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And then also, I forgot one thing. He's actually friends with Steve Vai. He did work with Steve Vai as well. Excellent. Like I said, a accolade of achievements and, you know, a mountain of, like, guitar players. Yeah, that's big, so, that's big time exciting, brother. So, guys, what do you have in the nerd news today? I'll look here. I'll go first. Honestly, you know what? Because, like, I originally didn't have a whole lot, but I do want to – do want to at least make mention this is my nerd news because I do consider uh, being a wrestling fan making you a big ass nerd. And last night was WWE's Royal Rumble. By the way, I don't know if you guys know this, they're not calling them pay per views anymore in the, in, in the land of anti wrestling. It is a premium live event. <laughs> yeah. Remember right, that's then. how. Remember that's how people talk in the real world. So so you know. Uh, <laughs> It's just like, you know, when they talk about money, they use the term NFTs. No, it's cash, fool. Cash rules everything around me. <clears throat> Wu-Tang said it best. Last night was the Royal Rumble, and uh, I woke up to text this morning saying that it was the worst Rumble in years, which I do disagree to a large extent. It was a good Rumble, but a little underwhelming, especially the men's match. But uh, just to uh, give out some quick results, the women's match, what I thought was was very fun. Um, Ronda Rousey made her got her big return after being gone over a year and a half and starting a family. Which, by the way, shout out to all the all the moms in that match. I was watching. I was in the middle of watching it and realizing there's a lot of women who have had children in here and are kicking ass. That's cool as hell. Mm-hmm. You had, no, I definitely agree. Yeah, Michelle McCool, Mrs. Undertaker in there. Mickey James, who is the Impact Wrestling, formerly TNA Knockouts champion, brought her belt there, and they let her come out to her Impact Wrestling theme song, which was which got a huge giggle out of me. I was now, ecstatic. I thought that. that was great. I was really happy with that. Likewise, I just I loved every everything about that. Well, uh, I was excited for the women's though. I, I was really truly happy about it. I think a lot of people should have been. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, at first off, the number one entry was Sasha Banks making her return, and she's been gone for a while. And number two was Melina. 
and I popped. Boy, did I get up for that one. Uh, she didn't last long, and I and I sent you the picture of Sasha. I called her, uh, you called, and, and I'm like, dude, she's dressed like Sailor Moon. <laughs> it, it, it was a good day. It was a good day, everybody. And it's, you know, to me, honestly, I'm, I was kind of happy to see WWE open, open up the forbidden door a little bit. You know, we saw representation for the NWA. We saw representation for TNA, you know, Impact Wrestling. So, I mean, it, it's a big deal. And, you know, obviously, both of those guys have done work with AEW. It's starting to see more frequently often than not that we're getting actual brand crossover and starting so, to see more work amongst the groups. So the question exactly. I guess I got to ask is, are we, is it potentially now we could possibly cross uh, promotion belts in with WWE? You never know. That's why you always say, never say never in professional wrestling, no matter what, even though there's a few things you can almost say never to, but who, who knows? Um, as long as relationships are fostered and um, take and you know everybody's respectful, which in today's day and age is nowhere near as cutthroat as it was when we were children. Uh, Monday Night Wars, if you if you lived through that and experienced it, it's not that heavy anymore. I do miss it, I'm not alive. But you never know. Um, Mickey James did do a promo on Impact Wrestling before the Rumble, saying that she intended to defend her title at WrestleMania, which would have presented some incredible opportunities in terms of in the ring and storytelling if it's charlotte flair or becky lynch but now we know it's ronda rousey the way it's it was meant to be because two years ago we did not get or no three years ago we did not get the one-on-one match of ronda rousey against becky lynch they threw charlotte flair in there because woo, uh and she was in the match and got to have a lot of physicality with alita which I thought was really, really cool. Because uh, Lita is officially back under a under a, a contract, basically so she can have a, a, a better farewell than her first go-round in WWE in 2006, which, well, it ended embarrassingly. I'll just keep it shorthanded. I, I, I definitely think she deserves it. She deserves no, to have a happy ending in the company. There's no question. And, uh, you know, she had... She, she looked good for what she still does well. The one thing that absolutely made me crack up was Hall of Famer Ivory came out last night, but as right to censor Ivory. Yeah, I remember that. And she comes out there trying to talk down all the women, calling them lost souls and everything. And it was great. She was being that old right to censor prude and everything. And then Rhea Ripley just does uh, military presses her and dumps her out of the ring. And she still has the microphone in her hand. She says, don't you throw me out. Don't you throw me out. She's still talking as she goes out of the ring. <laughs> it's hilarious. All in all, a lot of surprises. It was, a, it was a good time you had in the, the show opened with Roman Reigns versus Seth freaking Rollins. That's officially what now, it's called. That now. right there was necessary storytelling. I was happy with that portion of the pay-per-view or, you know, premium live, whatever, Yase, anywho. But, uh, you know, Women's Royal Rumble I was excited about, too, as well. You know, great clinics were put on there. I, I think, honestly, we finally got the closure we needed. Well, the not closure, the beginning of the closure of Rollins and Reigns. Indeed. However, the way the match ended, um, Roman officially, for the first time, someone got his goat. He got extremely mad and got himself disqualified so he could keep the title. But for him, it was more about uh, uh, more about reminding Seth Rollins, I'll never forgive you for what you did to us as a family. Because Seth comes out 
in the old school Shield tactical attire. He comes out to the old Shield music and does the Shield entrance through the crowd. And I just saw you, you cheeky sack of shit. So it was a good match. A lot of people were upset by the finish. I wasn't because it felt like at the end of this show, there were a, a lot of these matches were plot devices, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Brock Lesnar got screwed by Roman. He caught Roman cost him the title, and then Paul Heyman immediately hands Roman the belt. He blasts him with it. Bobby Lashley wins the first time ever matchup between the two. I th- the physicality was good, but that had to happen because COVID hit Roman Reigns, which delayed the story they were telling. So they had to take a detour and then get the real get the train back on track. Got no problem with that. Brock no, winning there's at the end of the show. No, Brock winning at the end of the show was a foregone conclusion because the idea that the story they're telling is no matter what Roman Reigns, you can't run from me. Now you can't get out of this ass whooping I'm going to give you. That's what they're telling. Because that's what I'm feeling. And I know like, I have friends who th- literally thought it was the worst Rumble probably since Roman got booed, booed in Philly. But, I, you know, I understood the, I understood the game that, that they were playing and the stories that were being told. And that's fine. It's cool. I think we're – go ahead. Sorry. Because I was, I was just going to say sometimes the obvious winner is the right person. And there's nothing wrong with that. I think a lot of what we're so used to, and we're spoiled to it, honestly, is yeah. just obviously returns, huge pops. And you know what? If you look back in the day at certain rumbles, they were used as plot devices, obviously. It's shading to WrestleMania. I have a feeling, you know, this may not have been the strongest rumble, but this WrestleMania this year is going to be phenomenal. I honestly think it will be. And, you know, and it creates a lot of opportunities. Obviously, it's it, it appears we're finally getting Becky and Ronda. But I think that the crowd will the crowd is going to wind up booing Ronda Rousey again. And because and it has nothing to do with her is the fact that nobody wants to boo Becky Lynch. It is no. it is Stone Cold Steve Austin in 2001 where they're trying everything to get you to boo this person. But he's their hero. She's a hero to a lot of young fans, especially young girls as the man. So Ronda coming back will now, I believe, lead to a double turn. So there's that. You're going to get you're going to get. um Roman and Brock and Brock finally beats the final boss as a pure babyface because Brock Lesnar is rarely ever booked as a babyface by design, but this time he is and he seems to be enjoying himself. Um, for the WWE Championship on Raw, we're, this one trips me up because Bobby Lashley left winning the title and high fiving the fans, and he actually came down to the ring high fiving the fans. I honestly think Bobby Lashley would make for a good dominant ass kicking babyface. Because the guy doesn't cheat, he doesn't cut corners, and you can respect that. Well, he could be a clean-cut meat and potatoes baby face. I'd be fine with that. Yeah, uh, the thing is, he, you know, he can't turn it around and be, you know, a nasty heel if need be. But the way he was presenting himself, this dude was legitimately happy to have finally won and work in front of this large crowd and all of that. So we don't know where they're going to go there because that's a Raw championship. And... Uh, I mean, you could look at maybe who the last person was for Raw in the Royal Rumble, which I believe was Big E, and I have no problem putting the title back on Big E. But oh, I'd be I, happy with Big E having it back. 
because his his first reign was underwhelming, and he deserves a little bit better. Well, but, it definitely was lackluster, but that's kind of the bad thing with storytelling. With, with when you're trying to launch multiple ships, it's the problem there. You don't give the attention to the ones that really need it. And yeah, unfortunately, some people do get left left behind, and it is unfortunate. But um, all in all, I thought well, it was a I thought it was an entertaining rumble. You also had. Edge and Beth Phoenix beat The Miz and Maurice, and there was a hope spot where people thought, oh, my God, are they really going to have The Miz and his wife beat beat Beth Phoenix and Edge? And the the match ended with double glam slams. So the husband and wife, the married couple that beat people up in the ring together stays together. <laughs> I, I definitely agree with that. And also, uh, if, you look at, if you look at Beth Phoenix, is that a mother you would want to make mad? No. No. Jeez. You know, you took I, my kid's juice box. You're about to eat shit and die, son. As 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 Edge said, my wife can bench press a Buick. Goodness. It was honestly, I I enjoyed the show. Uh, the stories that were told were fine. Yes, the men's ma- the men's match was a little lacking. Johnny Knoxville though was hilarious. Coming in at number nine, came out to the jackass music. And he did help get Sami Zayn eliminated after he got eliminated. And honestly, Johnny took a bit of an ass whoop, and I'll give him some credit. He, he went in there and, you know, he got beat up, and and it looked good. Um, all in all, I enjoyed the show. Um, I say the loudest reaction of the night went to Ronda Rousey, Mickey James, and Randy Orton getting a massive hometown babyface pop. Um he and Matt Riddle are a great tag teams, RK Bro, and they're gonna do good, really good business together. So that technically, you know, I'm gonna make I'm making that my nerd news last night. I got to nerd out over the Royal Rumble, and no, my daughter did not watch. She said that she'll start watching things with me when she turns six. So I have to wait. I have to wait a bit. Oh, you've been putting time out, sir. Oh. Yeah, literally, she put me on ice, and she chose to watch Pokemon instead. Yeah, <laughs> that. Depends on which Pokemon, though. Uh, this is the most recent one on Netflix. I uh, I can't think of the name of it right now. Pokemon Journeys. No, Karen, absolutely not. It's Pokemon Journeys. It's the uh, Sword and Shield one, I believe. So well, I'm gonna take a hard pass on that. I'll stick to my original Ash Ketchum from Pallet Town any day of the week. But yeah, I but yeah, I got put on ice last night in favor of Pokemon. But you know what? It's cool. Uh, had, enjoyed the show. She had a good time, and that's all that matters, you know. Yeah. Well, well, last night it was just me and the kiddos here. I was able to watch some vintage SpongeBob. I know you guys are going to say, why? I'm like, well, why SpongeBob's not? SpongeBob's got some moments. SpongeBob is crap. <laughs> well, I started at 99. I'm not starting in the shit where it looks like we're having like an ADHD, like fever dream or some shit. It's been like it's since day one. Wouldn't mm-hmm. matter to me, man. Well, the old ones are actually usually have decent storytelling, but like the other, the newer episodes are just so random. It's like random flashes of light and color. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, but you know, what do you bring to the table, man? Well, uh, this week Pokemon Legends of Arceus dropped. I know you were excited about it. I yet, am. You don't have a copy yet. I don't. I just started a new job, so right now funds are a little bit tight. But I understand once, your pain. But once things get better, like I will be. Diving into it, and I'm excited. Like I said, from what I understand, the reviews it's been getting is they're phenomenal. Like everybody saying this is a game-changing uh, move for Pokemon. 
Well, yeah, I think it could obviously be the new staple of how the format of the game is played. I think so, too. It's it's a whole different style of game we've not seen, and I said I am tickled to death about this game and like what it's gonna do. How do you feel about like, crafting Pokeballs? Uh, it's an interesting element. It's I mean it's just gonna be grinding out the resources, and uh, it'd be it's, it's better than grinding out uh money and be like I don't have any money to get any balls. Shit. Well, I mean, you know, honestly, what it reminds me of is it kind of has some takes from Legends of the Breath of the Wild. Yeah. Because you had the crafting in there, and then you had the durability of items again. So, I mean, it, it's kind of interesting to see where Nintendo's going with these games. Yeah, you're not wrong. But you know what I'm excited about? I'm ready for to see a Zelda anthology, and I'm really excited to see, obviously, what Nintendo's got cooking up. You guys seen that new Kirby game they dropped? I have not plays like an old school Kirby game, but it's full 3D. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, now you got my attention. So Same. think like Nightmare, you know, Nightmare and Dreamland. But I remember that game with the NES. Just literally, you know, Kirby Superstars, just like that. Uh, you know, the way that you can collect enemies, but it's open world and it's 3D. A uh, quick question for you guys. Did anybody actually beat Kirby Nightmare and Dreamland on the NES? Absolutely not. Oh, God. That's two. That final boss fight was ridiculous. Dude, he spammed you the whole way through is the crazy thing. I don't know. There, there's a lot to it, though. But that's just like... But did you like the NES version better, or did you like the remastered version? That I only ever played the NES version. I never played the GBA version. GBA version, I played both. I honestly appreciated the remaster. It was just pretty much... Copy and paste of the story. Obviously, you had the final boss. You still use the star rod, but it was a uh, a little different element for me. It just the way and the speed that it worked. Yeah. And then they kind of continued on with like the remasters, like that when they did Kirby and the Amazing Mirror. So I don't know. There's a lot of good shit happening though in oh, the yeah. gaming world, folks. That's that's the biggest thing I can say. You're a gamer. You, obviously, multiple platforms are developing new things. Uh, I saw a little teaser information about the new RE4, Kyle. There the, is hope. The new RE4. Good lord. Well, the hope is that they're just going to pretty much use the new engine. They're going to pretty much keep everything in its entirety of the story. That's fine, but how many more times are we going to get this game? Five hundred thirty-three. But here's the thing, though. No, can't be an odd number. Then I won't. I'll never play it. Odd numbers are evil. So here's the fun thing about those. So Kyle, you remember how we had the Dark Side Chronicles? We had. Uh, I'm trying to think of it. The. God bless. Anyway, you know where we got to see the mission with, you know, Leon Kennedy and Krauser in the jungle. They're gonna yeah. have that as a prequel play to it. Where you're going to be playing these parts of the story where it all connects. Okay, that that does that does interest me and fine. But they're going to do kind of like how they did with one and two, or not, not one two two and th- what what they did with two and three. You know uh, how they combine certain elements from the other games to get you yes, into the story. That's yes, what they're that, talking about doing. And that's cool. I'm just, I, honestly, I think I'm getting to the point I'm kind of over a million re fours. 
Well, my thing is you got to stop at four because honestly, are you going to redo five? Well, no, there's no, there's not enough interest. That's my thing. You're really going to do just stop at four. If you redo five, if you do anything, redo the mechanics, anything like that, I would be fine with it, but there's Mm -hmm. just not enough love for that game. Same way with six. You're not going to see a redo of six because that's not been that long ago. They started using some of their low scaled RE graphics. And then, of course, you know damn well, 7 ain't getting a remaster. No, not at all. They really just uh, need to stick to the core 4. And, you know, I'm cool with that. But at the same time, how many more platforms can you release RE4 on? From here till they stop making consoles. Honestly, the yep. answer to that is yes. It's going to keep on going and pimping that out. Like, it's, it's, it's Capcom's GTA 5 by this point. Well, you got to think it was on VR. It's been on so many platforms, but it's a very well-received game. And, you know, that's the thing there about it. If a game can transcend a generation, then mm-hmm. it's a keeper. And that, yes. that with that game, I feel like it bridges several generations together. And you know what? I'll give you that because it, it probably is the most, from a mechanical standpoint, the most influential and important game of the last 20 years, especially for the especially for shooting games. Well, yeah. Breathe, you breathe think. brand new life into um, um, uh, over-the-shoulder shooting games or first-person shooting games. I'll give you. Yeah. I'll give well, you. and I mean, honestly, there's some games that we haven't seen remakes of because, you know, we could honestly see a remaster of Code Veronica. I would be fine with that. I would, even though the story's wacko, but I'd be, I'd be fine with that. Or, you know, Umbrella Corpse, even. I would be happy seeing a redo of that for the Wii game. Give me, put it in with another game, obviously, but give me the whole entirety of it. Don't give me little snippets. Yeah, I'm not opposed. And I do have Code Veronica X, um, but I would much prefer, like, the Dreamcast version being remade. Yeah, I would be okay with that, too. I mean, honestly, when they tried to put it back out for the PS2, I think you remember that collection they had. It was Code Veronica X, Resident Evil 4, and I cannot remember the other one that came with it. It was like a three, three-piece like uh, collection. Was it Outbreak? It may have been Outbreak. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna check into that. Yeah, find out real quick, folks. This is the reason why we have computers, so we can just immediately find out what information we're looking for. Facts. I think it was Outbreak, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, let me. Yeah, I'm looking into that right now. It was RE4 Code Veronica X and Outbreak, which, by the way, goes for forty eight dollars on eBay. Yeah, so, I yeah. had that collection. I got rid of it some time ago, though. See, I never played Outbreak, but I watched a retrospective on the uh, Resident Evil uh, Resident Evil franchise. Shout out to Six One Six Entertainment for that awesome video. Uh, you can check out on YouTube. But, um, yeah, that was one I never got my hands on because, honestly, God, by the time, whenever 4 came out, I forgot about every game I had. Like, no <laughs> shit. Well, well t- speaking of things we haven't forgotten about, though, Kyle, you know what today is? Well, no, yes, it's, it's Championship Sunday, baby. Damn right. So, that's another big to-do. Kyle, who are you pulling for? Obviously, you got your Rams pulling there. I'm pulling for KC over here. Well, I because I want to see anarchy and nothing makes sense this NFL postseason. I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals to pull off what will be perceived as an upset by some people, but this team beat the Chiefs in the regular season, 
and their corner and the Chiefs cornerbacks are hot dog water. They're awful, and the Cincinnati Bengals are one of the best passing teams in the NFL. Well, you got to think, though, it's this crazy thing still. Always and forever, it seemed like the Chiefs are still the comeback kids. I don't understand it. Well, because because remember, 13 seconds is not is you can do a lot in 13 seconds. Now you can ask Patrick Mahomes because what yeah. he did last week was nonsense. That game, yeah, was, I, that game was over. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was. But then just all of a sudden, just like I said, once again, folks, they are definitely the comeback kids. You just cannot count them out. Can't. Uh, that's the interesting thing. We've seen some un- pretty unorthodox shit in the regular season, too. But now, now leading to what happened last weekend, where you had all four games and in uh, absurd fashion, three games on last-second field goals and one in overtime. Uh, honestly, whenever whenever my, my own mother, who has been watching football longer than all of us have been alive, says, I've never seen a weekend of playoff football like that in my life. You did something really special. Now I definitely agree there. Chiefs fans, especially the ones who live, because you know I'm in Southwest Missouri, so I'm in Chiefs country. They want they want the Rams to win so they can finally have their opportunity to vent on behalf of the state of Missouri at Enos Stanley Cronkey, who's the most evil human being on earth in my book in professional sports. That's just me because he is the drizzle and shits. Um, he, for ladies and gentlemen, he's the owner of the Los Angeles slash St. Louis slash Cleveland Rams. He's an awful human being. And the Rams, of course, out left after the 2015 season. And then were able to weasel out of a lawsuit because the franchise breached their, they, they broke their lease with the city of St. Louis and were sued for $1 billion and were able to only have, have to pay $750. So they didn't have to pay the full, the full bill. So there's a lot of anger and hostility there, and plus it would be a great game, but I do have my Rams winning. However, I work with 49ers fans. This has been a long week for me. First week back at work, and one of my best friends, lifelong 49ers fan, he is the reason that I can't stand the 49ers, him personally, no other reason because he's a troll, and he likes to remind me all the time about whoa, how much Whoa, 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 you don't have to be so short about it, Kyle. Calm down over there. <laughs> you realize that don't even work on me anymore? Like, there's almost no short joke you can make about me anymore that's going to make me turn my head. What's I don't that? know. Yesterday was fantastic. Not yesterday, but last week was fantastic. You, you, re- you, did, you did get me. I, I'll admit to that. The, the but, whole room exploded, but we did not get to record it. Oh, my God. It, it was just so... It was yeah, awesome. you're still, yeah, you're still burnt up about that. You should be because it sounded fantastic. Bro, but, it's a pop you could never get back. Mm, yeah, it's like, it's like a wrestling pop that just gets erased from history. But the San Francisco 49ers have defeated the Rams twice. They swept the regular season <laughs> and are a very unorthodox matchup, especially on the offensive side of the ball. But the Rams traded for Matthew Stafford for this reason, to win the Super Bowl. This man has, up until this year, never won a playoff game. He played for the Detroit Lions. Of course he didn't. And now he's proven that the stage is not too big for him. This game is at home. It's at SoFi Stadium. The Rams are hosting the Super Bowl this year at SoFi Stadium. Is that too much? We're going to find out today. Well, it could be their year, though. It has to be. 
because financially the Rams are in a shithole situation if they don't win the Super Bowl. This was an all-in move. We don't have a first-round draft pick until 2025. <sighs> because we've constantly been trading out of the first round, which has worked for us, because we get good players later and develop them well. But we have not had a first-round draft pick since 2016. This Yeah, I, I think you're definitely due... Definitely think it's due. Yeah, this better work is all the hell I know. <laughs> don't hold your breath. Listen, if, if if we don't win, you're not going to hear from me. And if you call me, I will not answer. Just a heads up. That is that that that's brass tax. If, if, <laughs> if you call me and I do answer, you're getting cursed out. It's like that. So just know ahead of time, I love you both. It's well, I will definitely call you just to test that theory. Okay, now, I, 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 mm-mm. just don't, don't, don't test your luck, little man. Poke the bear. Oh no, you don't look and at yourself and talking to yourself like that. That's not First nice. First and foremost, listen, I may be smaller than you in stature. Don't, 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 don't let this attitude get you fucked up. No goodness. Okay, I'll make sure we'll put you on the very top shelf next time. It'll be okay. Mm. <laughs> well guys what do you say we go ahead and we talk about our retro rewind let's get it this week's good so this one this week is a very near and dear thing to everybody's hearts i say near and dear this is the blinking light of doom oh pain oh my god all i know is pain yes oh. the blinking light of doom that everyone knows but very few people understand what it actually was though and, you know, today on this segment, we're actually going to talk about our experiences with the blinking light. And then we're also going to talk about ways to prevent it. We're also going to talk about ways to correct it. So, and, def- and definitely got attention. Exactly. And, of course, folks, we're, also, we're talking about the NES console. I want to clarify that. That way everybody understands we're not talking about the red ring of death. We're not talking about the yellow light. We're just wanting to make sure that everybody understands that. So, guys, I will go ahead and lead the charge in with the blinking light. My first experience with it was about, I would say, 1994-1995. And my grandparents had gotten us our first Nintendo. You know, it's just a big deal. It's time because we used to play it back in my grandparents' spare room. And the funny thing was, the one day we were loading our game in, it just kept flashing. And the first thing in my head is like, you know what, we'll blow into the cartridge. You blow into it enough, it's going to work. Mm-hmm. And that was the logic we had. Didn't know then what was going on, but after one would pretty much do that, we would say, oh, it bricked itself. So now time to get another one. We got another one. We went through four different NES consoles, which I wish we would have kept them because I could have fixed them years later. But I remember going through those, and I'm like, now it's like, really? It could have just been an easy no-brainer you know but you know when you're like five years old you're like hey it's broke it needs to go into trash facts or get me a new one sorry guys i need a brand new nintendo somebody fucking broke it well that's what happened with our first one i remember we lived on a 816 valley street in papa buff a second house that we lived in after moving from georgia and we got our first net our first console which was a nest and it was a beauty and our games were Double Dribble, Mario Kart Duck Hunt, con- or Cartridge, Contra, 
and Double Dragon to the Revenge, a goaded game. And then my mom started dating a guy, which you now know, Jared, is uh, the as the father of my two youngest siblings, and he and he brought it and he would bring in games, rent them from I think Showtime Video, I believe it was, um, or Movie Gallery is now. And this thing got burnt up to death to the point that I didn't understand. Obviously, I'm about oh, six years old at the time, not understanding why is this console, why is the light blinking over and over? Why won't the games play? Like, you know, you blow into the cartridge and everything. You think it's something wrong with the, with the cartridge, not understanding this thing is overheating. It's toast. We wind up having to throw it into the backyard. Well, it wasn't even so much the fact of overheating in those days, too. I mean, but, you know, speaking of which, Kyle, earlier you were talking about Showtime Video. You remember kind of showing our age. We had two of them in town. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Uh, the other one was on the south side of town. Yeah, we had on, the on one Ditch that was, Road. Yeah, there, no, 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 no. Hold on. There were, actually there was three. I'm sorry because remember there was one yep. in the Mansion Mall. Yep. There yep, was or yep. not Mansion Mall, the Bluff Square. I'm sorry. Yeah, there was Bluff one on the Bluff Square, Square by where Country Mart was. Right, and then there was one on Ditch Road, and then there was the one where which turned into Movie Gallery later. That mm-hmm. obviously the favorite part of the Showtime there was they had this giant castle we could go down into and. Rent Power Ranger movies and everything. I remember. Else. I, remember. I, I greatly remember that. Then I remember they uh they they added an extra back room for adults only. Yeah, it was a thing that was just that that was the highlight, being able to go down there and be able to get into the castle. But yes, the adult section was down there too. Come to think. Yeah. Of it. Speaking of, did I ever tell you guys that I got an autograph from a cast member of the Wizard of Oz there? Uh no, you never did tell us that. Wow. Okay. Uh, I was about 10, and me and one of my childhood best friends, I'm still, you know, his, his mom's still my mom to this day. She she took us to the video store one night, and there was, uh, his name was Jerry Naring. He was one of the munchkins. Shut up. From the Wizard I of Oz. I remember that. I remember that. Yeah. I remember played, him being there. Yeah. I re- the, remember the whole cast was there. Or I got, part of the cast. I got an autograph from the Lollipop Kid. You guys remember when uh, Scooby-Doo was over at Kmart? Yeah, I I don't I wasn't there, but my dad went, and he got our copies of Scooby Doo, Zombie Island, and Witch's Ghost, the VHSs signed. Oh, that's what we have at my parents' house too. We did that. My mom took us over there. I got to meet him, and then that was the weird thing about back in the day, though. You could random people would just pop in in town. Oh yeah, I'll tell you the biggest one I remember, and like the line was so ridiculous. It was at um, Sears. And we it was serious? Bill Goldberg. No, 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 not serious. It was J.C. Penny. My bad. That was Penny's. Okay, but there, there we go. It, it was Goldberg. Bill okay, Goldberg. I remember that. During, that, that, that doesn't during, surprise me. During the streak when he was the world heavyweight champion and he had the mythical winning streak. Yeah, he came to uh, Bluff and did uh, the autograph session, and then I remember not being able to go and uh, whatever sucked. But yeah, so like random like celebrities or actors or performers would come in and you know make an appearance and, and sign some autographs and stuff. But back to the uh, back to uh, the console, um, you know, nightmares. PS2, from what I recall, did not have any issues like that. I know the, the most traumatic, and I'm sure like I, y'all y'all are more Nintendo guys, as so I don't really know if you have too much Xbox experience. Hi, that, I grew up on the Xbox. 
Okay, but that okay. So why don't you tell us about the first time you got the red ring of death? We never did actually. We were lucky. Oh, you suck. See, I never had it either. I never even had the yellow light on the PlayStation. The only thing I was ever cursed with was the blinking light. So now, don't get me wrong. We had some consoles that it crapped out on us. Because like the early Xboxes, like even without the red ring, we still had some issues. Yeah. Now I will say this though. I, I did. Only other thing that well, Nintendo was really the only thing I ever burned through. We had one Super Nintendo that lasted forever. Obviously, it was the plastic that was highly flammable. You remember the one that yellowed? Yeah. We had that one, and then we had obviously the Sega Genesis, and then we never did have an N64. But I never had any issues out of my GameCube. It still works to this day. But oh, the Nintendo was the only thing I ever had issue. Uh, you were very fortunate. Yeah, and I don't know. I put a lot of wear and tear on those devices, too. That's the crazy thing. But you know what? While while we're talking about repairs on it, there is actually, guys, there's a few different ways you can repair them and obviously prevent it. You know, if you – we'll start with prevention here. Guys, what do you think is the best way to prevent from keeping that blinking light from happening? Yeah, I honestly have no idea how you would even go about that. So, so the whole problem with the design of the thing was it was a toaster load style thing. So you had this thing going in at a weird angle, bending those pins down, creating the issue of where it wasn't making contact. Mm-hmm. The one way to do that was obviously to load it all the way in first. We had a lot of people that tried to halfway load the game in and try to push it down, and it wouldn't work. So that was the thing, always making sure that it, the game was all the way in. Mm-hmm. That's about the only way you can truly prevent it, and obviously regular maintenance cleaning. The other ways to correct the issue, you can either, one, boil the pin connector that came stock with it, which weren't very great. They were, weren't exactly super-duper durable. You could do that, or you could obviously buy a brand-new pin connector, same style. Or, mm-hmm. you know what, and this is not a plugged advertisement, I ended up doing for my console, I bought a blinking light win which was a another pin connector, but it t- converted, it took out the toaster tray and made the Nintendo a regular slide-in loader. Mm-hmm. And then you were able to, it had an additional chip on there where you could play region lock games like Wampum or, you know, Famicom titles like that. Wow. So that's really neat. So you were able to play uh, region lock games on a, on a North American console. Exactly, and that was kind of the thing there with that. And I, ever since then, I have never had a blinking light issue whatsoever. Loads in, no problem. That's pretty. That's pretty banging. But I mean, that's the biggest thing there. I mean, I think honestly, if they would have, you know, you called the Nintendo hotline back in the day, they would tell you kind of the same stuff. But when you're a five-year-old kid, you don't think about that. You're like, the fuck are you talking about? I'm not putting that into a pot of water. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> or you're trying to think like, oh, I have this many screws to take out. You're five. You're like, Grandpa, can you take this apart? <laughs> and your grandpa's like, you know, has seen the Great Depression. And you're looking like, the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Pen connector. Right. Back, back in my day. <laughs> Back in my day, Jared, we were lucky just to have food. It's like... I, I wasn't asking for all that, you know? I wasn't asking for that. I just need a proper tool to take these screws out. 
Are you going to help me or not? <laughs> uh, I, right. wish we knew, I wish we knew those methods, uh, you know, in greater detail. Because a lot of things, a lot of times you're having to fix console issues, you had to like get rig it or, you know, just use what you got. It's kind of like, it's kind of like fixing a, a scratched up uh, disc on a, for like a PS2 or something. This is legit what we used to do. And I don't know, I cannot tell you where I heard it from, but you would take a cotton swab and you would put you on the tip of it, you put toothpaste. Yeah, you, I remember that. Yeah, uh, uh, cold, uh, cold, cold water, swab it with toothpaste. Dry, wipe it out so it doesn't dry and then let it sit for probably about 10 minutes no i remember doing that and then something else you guys would probably remember that i i know the internet doesn't remember as well i was watching a little short on youtube the other day and a guy was like why does this disc have little hairs on it and i'm like well that's to clean the optical eye of your dvd player or your yep. console at that time i remember having one of those yeah, we had one that was for Xbox, and we had one for PlayStation, and we used it in our DVD players, and it was just kind of like, it worked. wasn't a big deal. Yeah, and they cleaned up the lens appropriately. Yeah, they weren't expensive either, but, like, kids these days, when they're like, why does this disc have hair on it? Why wouldn't you just have somebody else clean it? What? Back how, in the day, you had to clean it yourself. Literally. Or you could take it to a video store, and they'd do it for you. Yep, I remember taking a couple of them over there, having repaired over at Hastings and stuff. That's the one thing I miss. I miss fucking Hastings. Uh, we, all, we all do. Like, uh, that was 50, the nice 50, little thing. 50-50 Well, I liked what they were becoming later on when they had, like, pseudo-items like Hot Topic. That was the way for us when we were living in Popper Bluff. We didn't have to drive an hour to Cape. Exactly. You didn't have to go to Cape or Jonesboro to go to a Hot Topic or a Spencer's or something like that. Well, and then yeah. you had, like, a good variety of anime and stuff. You had, like, a big collection of vinyls you had comic books it, it, i think honestly they got a little too far out there and they just didn't keep current with the times but it was just it was I don't cool know. it was cool that you know hastings had changed their model and got with the times if you will but it was a little too late for them it was because you gotta think at that time everybody was going more towards streaming when they finally went out the door if they would have focused on you know Obviously, retro stores make a big killing of it now. If they would have changed their model a little bit earlier, I think they would have had it. Yeah, like the place we have out here, Vintage Stock, is a dream come true for guys. Vintage Stock is amazing. Dude, when I moved out here, oh my god. And I was telling telling my uh, fiancé at the time, and I said... If you let, if you bring a bed here, will you just let me move in? I will literally sleep here for the rest of my life. She said no because I know because then I'll because I won't get you back. That's a fair assessment. Like, dude, I was in freaking heaven when I first saw this place. I'm like, well, oh, Kyle, you wouldn't even need a full bed. They could just give you a shoebox. You'd been fine. Oh God. <laughs> You know, yes. you're, you're you're finding a way to do the impossible. You're making me not be able to speak. It's a I magical mean, it's thing. not hard. Well, like, I mean, actually, the other... it's pretty damn difficult. <laughs> well, I mean, if you're having a time speaking, you probably should stand up and probably move closer to the mic. I know that you're you're pretty low to the ground. <laughs> well, just wait till you're wedding. Oh, we, oh I, guys, I, we are Kyle... officially two weeks out now. Two weeks out to the week of. Mm-hmm. Exciting. Kyle, you have to you have to come up with some kind of speech for this. If you don't, I'm gonna be so sad and disappointed in you. Oh no, well, no. And well Byron, you got a speech to fucking write. I hope. Well you, you have, have to. You're the best man, dude. 
Shit, I'm going to wing it. I, well, I, I didn't get the privilege of speaking at your wedding, Byron. I didn't get the privilege of that. For reasons? <laughs> for reasons? Uh, what? You can't be trusted with a microphone. <laughs> you know how my in-laws... You know how my in-laws are? Like, the stuff you and I have done in the past, I, I like to keep some, like, I like to have some mystery in my life. Well, I wasn't going to do that to you. I'm not going to just blurt it out, but you know what? There probably would have been a few swear words and probably say, hey, I ain't trying to butt fuck your grandma over there. Just calm the fuck down. You know, at least when it comes to your mother, what you say, she's no longer surprised by. Yeah, my mom's on a, she's, she's super unaffected by the whole thing. It's magical. <laughs> She's used to you. Yeah. So, Byron, you, you will get that privilege of writing that nice, brilliant speech. It's, you say brilliant speech. I say it's going to be a speech. <laughs> well, I will accept that, too, as long as you're there. Yeah. Obviously, it's I'm, a speech. Well, it's going to be good, and I'm excited because, obviously, the whole brew crew will be together again. Definitely. And we will literally have our episode that we will be doing Friday with – the guy that we've been trying to get on here for a while, Mr. Matt Whitworth. How did you actually uh, make this happen? He has time. You, you, he actually has time. He's going to have time. He's obviously going to be up here for the rehearsal dinner. Why, and if you're obviously staying the night, why wouldn't you not come over to the house? And we I mean, not factual. factual. Like, you're not just going to go home and go to bed. You're not going to go to the hotel and just go to bed. You're going to hang out, and obviously we're going to hang out at my house that night before because it's going to be a fun time. Indeed. And it's going to be a hell of a pregame. I've also been told that we're supposed to start drinking at like 8 a.m., so I hope you guys are okay with that, too. I absolutely will not. I've been taken to the task of there is going to be a beer bong constructed out of a plastic flamingo, which I don't know why that's a thing. I mean, really, that's a Perryville thing. And listen, then, I once drank out of a, I once drank a, 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 out of a flamingo cup, and there are pictures that are. That, no, no, this is a giant plastic flamingo. They have converted into a beer bong. Uh, all right now. Yeah, I, 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 your your shock is just as shocking as mine, because when they said Bumiringo or some whatever the fuck it was, I'm just like, what the fuck is that? A bumir a, a, a what? A beer mingo, I think it was, or something. I can't fucking remember. Once again, all right then. Yeah, it's a weird part of the world, folks. Don't don't understand it. Don't try to understand it. Just just happens. Yeah, I, I, I sure as I sure as Hades will not. Well, it'll be the fun thing. We'll start out early. Obviously, we'll get dressed over here at the house, and then we'll be going to the ceremony, and then of course the party bus will be fun. Absolutely fun. Oh boy! You got a because party bus? I have a party bus for three hours. Well, well, folks, this officially has entered entered. I'm in danger territory. Nah, not at all. You guys are just gonna be feel really good, and there's a gonna be some things you can enjoy that are edible, and there's also gonna be some very fine strong drinks on that. Did ride. you did you get a hold of my brother and have him supply you? Oh, uh, I have not yet, but I have another person too. But also, I was going to talk to him a little bit as well. Uh, just uh, just a heads up, because I, I, I never told you, this, but uh, with me and Rachel forgot to send the RSVP back. Uh, myself, I'll be there. Rachel will be there. My brother and mom will be there as well. So you can let Miranda Woo! know. Oh Lord, you haven't seen Bobby in a long time. No, not Bobby's Joe. Oh. Not saying we don't like Bobby, but I'm by Joe. Okay. 
Noted, Ben. Duly noted. <laughs> well, guys, thank you for tuning in for another fantastical episode of the Triple B Podcast. And then, you know, of course, we're, we're, we're sorry for last week's shenanigans. Something else we would like to announce for next week's episode, though. We're actually going to be going over our list for the Mount Rushmore of wrestling. That'll be very exciting. I, I'm going to get roasted on mine. No, there's I, no wrong answer. What? Dude, no, because no, like I'm gonna be like, oh, you picked these X Y Z people because of X Y Z reasons, and it's gonna like I'm I'm gonna have so many people left off that people feel should be on there, and people are gonna butt hurt. No, well, man, that's not that's not how we that's not how we roll. That's not how oh, we roll around here. You guys might not roast me. I know for a fact, it, right there in Radio Land will definitely roast me on this. Well, well, if they do, they do. You know? It's a part of life, my friend. It is definitely a part of life. Then, yeah. of course, also next week, guys, we will be going over the results of this week's gaming challenge. Which can, we will... can Rob pull off the uh, unthinkable and actually make a comeback? And can the man play with another tiny man to exceed his limits and make the goal and win the game? <laughs> Stay tuned. I, I give up. <laughs> I give up with you. Jesus. <laughs> and then, of course, also, we're going to go ahead and hear from you guys. What we always want to hear is what is going to be happening in week four. We need your guys' input, please. Well, we, got, we just have like a clean sweep of all these folks. So obviously, best fighting games you guys can recommend. Racing games. Anything you guys think that we should try to beat each other on, we will gladly accept the challenge. I'll tell you one. Like, if I get my hands on cheap copy, I know a... Uh... I would like to try taking a task on. Because you What's and I that? Would, like Shonen, uh, I think it's Shonen Jump Fighters. I've heard of that. Yeah, I, I've heard How of that. How about Jump Force? Jump Force, that's it. I like, have I Jump Force on my Switch. We we need a like week of the uh, wedding. We need to go to task on that. We can definitely play that. I'm I'm fine with that. I also the other day when I went to our local game store here in town, I picked up Bro- Bloody Roar Three. Whoa. There's your throwback. I'm impressed. So I'm really excited about that. That That is – I definitely feel like that our next two tasks need to either be a fighting game or a racing game, something that is going to be a score settler. Agreed. Yeah. Obviously, it just def- depends on who wins next week. That's a definite end-all, be-all type of scenario. It's like, it's like our version of Hell in a Cell. Exactly. You know what? We should definitely find a copy of SmackDown, Know Your Role, or Shut Your Mouth. Uh, here comes the pain. Preferably. Here comes the pain, obviously. Granted, Shut Your Mouth is a great game, but Here Comes the Pain is absolutely goaded. Or WWF No Mercy. The Goat. Woo-hoo. Oh, my God. Such strong nostalgia I feel here today, folks. Yeah, well, no. guys, I hate to say it. It's, a, it's that time of the day again. And, of course, you know, always be kind. And please rewind, and we will see you next week. Later.